0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to stay ahead of your competition, a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan. Get ready for the Mojo Marketing Edge radio show. Today, hosts Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results. Now, here is the team behind Mojo Video Marketing, Ira and Corey.
1: Hello, everybody. Corey Michael Sanchez here. This is the Mojo Marketing Edge. Welcome to the program. Uh, We are MojoVideoMarketing.com. Feel free to check us out. We're going to get started here in this amazing show. We've got a great guest here that... You know, Mojo is extremely fond of because we've done a lot of work with this individual. and and today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, and you probably don't even realize how important it is to your business, right? And people I think often treat it as the, the redheaded uh, stepchild. And the reality is is that this could make or break how much how much business we bring in over the, the upcoming months and and years. And if you get this down, you will have effectively really leveraged your your message and your sales message and and put full bore attraction marketing into your brand okay so so what might i be talking about well today we're here to talk about copywriting okay and copywriting is one of those things that is essential to your business right and, you know you can take a look at what pieces of materials have copy, right? Flyers have copy websites have copy and copy is essentially the written words that are, that are used to uh, attract people to you, to entice, to persuade and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, copy is really in everything we do from the, the emails that we send out and, and all of that. And so it's, it's a very essential and a very core piece of your business. And yet it, I think it oftentimes goes overlooked and, Maybe the reason is because everybody remembers back to when they were a a kid and, you know, they're writing all these papers and stuff like that, and it's forced upon them, right? And, uh, you know, so maybe we've developed a habit of not liking to write, but there are many individuals out there that love to write, love to persuade, and love using the the written form to do that. And that's who we have... uh, On here today is one of those exceptional individuals that just gets it when it comes to copy. Been doing it an incredibly long time. So I'm going to make an introduction and we're going to talk about copy and the importance of it in your business and how you can use it to grow your company, get more clients and customers, and do so in a short amount of time. So today I have the privilege to introduce Mr. Paul Talbot, who has been working as Mojo's copywriter for for years and years and he's exceptional at it and and uh, he's he's very professional he wrote his first ad in 1979 and, uh, and now, I mean, he's got clients all over the world and, you know, obviously the United States and California, Arizona, Florida, and Salt Lake City. He's got clients in, in New Zealand. He's got, he's got them everywhere. And he's w- written websites for, for people in Belgium and Brazil. And, and he does email sequences, white papers, all of that things. The, the core of it, he really helps you persuade your end prospect to buy, to, to build a relationship with you right to help clone your sales message and do so in a very enticing way and you know he's he's actually been uh, you know he's been a sales director at AOL a senior vice president at CBS and he's been doing this for a very long time and he's he's followed many of the greats um and uh really has some great role models like his his dad Robert Talbot, and and uh, many others like Ted Williams he looks up to F Scott Fitzgerald JD uh, S- Souther and he lives in Coronado, California. We met him here in Arizona, and uh, we've been working with him ever since. So I want to introduce to the line Mr. Paul Talbot. Are you there?
2: I think so, Corey.
1: Yeah, right on. Very nice. Well, hey, welcome to the program. And uh, yeah, no, this is this is exciting here. And let me ask you this. How You know, I, I know you did your first ad in 1979. So what made you... What drew you in to that? And was this before or after you did work for AOL? And and kind of give us the story of how you really got involved into copywriting.
2: So the first ad I wrote was when I was a reporter. And I was sitting in a newsroom and an advertising salesman bursts in and says, Hey, Talbot, can can you write an ad for me? And I said, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So I I wrote the ad for him, and it was for a clothing store that sold like like this wild disco clothing. And the the ad went, the ad ran, and the store sold all of its clothing. I don't think the, the shelves were swept clean and bare, but the the ad did so well that they didn't run any more ads until they were able to replenish their inventory, which obviously did not sit well with the advertising salesman who wished that the ad that I wrote wasn't so effective. <laughs> so so here's here's the thing: I had absolutely no idea what what I was doing. This is the first time. That, that I had ever, ever written an ad. And, uh, you know, instinctively I, I tried to think about, you know, what would the guy who would go into this store be like, what, you know, how, how did he, how did he talk? What were his interests? What would he respond to? What would the, so, you know, even before I started thinking about the product, I was thinking about the prospect, and this was all uh, unintentional and, and perhaps a bit subconscious, wasn't really giving it, you know, deliberate thought. But it, it, it turns out that that's really, really important, that we, we really do need to be thinking about our prospects and who is going to buy from us, you know, perhaps even before we start to think about what we're going to, to sell to them. Because if we can't make this connection with, with our prospect, if, if we can't engage with them on a bunch of different levels no matter how great our product is, no matter how valuable our service is, no matter how good we are at what we do, none of it is really going to make much difference. And the prospect's not going to to care about what we're saying. He's not going to hear us. He's not going to watch our video. He's not going to crack open the email. It's It's just lost. And I think this is one of the reasons why those of us who are, are tracking our results and, and you know living our lives uh, poking into to Google analytics and, and, and other sources of metrics you know get get so discouraged by by these low response rates we, 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 we see if we if we start with the prospect we'll probably do a lot better
1: love it now that's fabulous and and you know it's incredible, um, you know how you got to kind of got kickstarted into this. And so first you were doing uh, journalism. So after that, I mean, did you really now focus more on ads, or what was the process that, yeah. that took you there?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I started off as a reporter, and. Uh, eventually got got interested in, in advertising and, and marketing and and sold advertising and you know just just kind of uh, just kind of fell in love with it. You know you you know how it is when you have a passion for something and you're you're interested in it and you're, you you bang away at it. You, you just kind of get caught up in it. Doesn't doesn't matter what you're doing. So you know I uh, you know went went through the. Went, went through the corporate world, had some marvelous, marvelous adventures. It, it You know, working for for AOL in in 1999, and and having what was uh, you know in retrospect a bit of a box seat on history, watching uh, the internet really start to take off, was, was was just fascinating. And I got to work with some terrific people and and dive into some fascinating projects and. There, there's hardly a day that goes by that, that I don't look back on, on my days at, at, at AOL in 1999 and 2000 and, and 2001 with, uh, with with a lot of fondness.
1: Let me ask you this: What um, you Because know, we're talking about copy, and obviously the dawn of the internet, uh, and you know, AOL was one of the fir- you know obviously the first. I mean, you know, anybody that got an internet email address back in those days, I mean, chances were that it was AOL. Right. And that was that was the first email address I ever had. My parents, that's that's the first one they ever had. So really kind of a cool, you know, dawn of the internet kind of thing. And that opened up all kinds of things for more more opportunities for copy and all that stuff. But and, and I'm kind of interested in, you know, what was um, how are you, you know, how was how were you involved as far as the copy or the salesmanship as far as AOL and what kind of big lessons did you learn as a result of that experience?
2: The big lesson was simplicity. AOL was was all about ease of of use I remember one sales presentation that that we would go and, and make to advertisers and we would say hey um, think about the appliances in your in your kitchen and and which which appliances are easy to use and You've probably got a blender and you've probably got a toaster oven and, uh, you know, you probably have a food processor, but chances are you're using your blender more often than you're using your, your food processor. It's, it's, it's simpler. It's easier to clean up. You use it more often. So the big lesson for, for me was making things easy for people, making things easy for people to understand. Uh, you might remember that the the screen that you looked at on your your computer this is pre laptop days this is well there were some laptops but you know clearly pre tablet days but the screen you looked at didn't even have uh, a vertical scroll bar it was it was stationary it was everything you needed was above the fold so this this ease of use and making sure that you know everything was very very clear to people no no grounds for confusion no ambiguity I, I think that was a, a, a really big takeaway for me that I try and bake into my work every day.
1: Got it. Okay. Yeah. Simplicity. That's that's hugely important. And uh, like Ira always says you know, a confused mind will never buy, right? And yeah, yeah copy is the same way. I mean, it's it's extremely uh, important to get your message across, get it over as simple as possible and make it as persuasive as possible in, in, in a form that gets them to act and, and react. So no, that's a great, great point there. Absolutely. And uh, so simplicity is very important. And Um, You know, what is it about copywriting that is so very critical and very important to a business?
2: Well, nothing happens until you sell something, right? Oh, yes. So how do you sell something? Well, uh, ideally, you you go through a process and we can make this process as simple or as complex as, as we want. And we can talk about our funnels and we can talk about our, our segmentation and we, we can get into all kinds of complicated metrics. But at, at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to get somebody's attention, hopefully somebody's attention, who, who has an interest in and a need in what we do. And we're trying to strike up a conversation with them. And we're trying to answer that person's questions. We're trying to anticipate the, the objections. And we're, we're simply trying to encourage that person to get to the point where he says yes. And I, I think one of the big misunderstandings of, of copywriting and, and one of the, the problems that, that a lot of folks have with, with online marketing in general is that you know, they, they think that uh, the guy who screams the loudest wins. Well, no. Uh, the guy who screams the loudest doesn't get his emails opened and is is not believed and might sell something once, but will that person be able to to sell something twice? Will that person who's screaming all the time be able to, to establish a relationship with somebody for the long haul where, you know, customer value, lifetime customer value is, is enhanced. So I, I think that, you know, copywriting comes down to you know, it's just being very real and being very relatable and being straightforward. And uh, it, at, at the same time, you don't want to put people to sleep. And you do want to you know showcase some of the the interesting things about your business or some of the benefits of, of of your product and what all this means for the person you're having this this conversation with that's that's what that's what copywriting does copywriting is 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 nothing more than sitting down and having a cup of coffee with somebody or sitting down and having a beer with somebody and and letting them know what what you do and how what you do can Can help that person and benefit them
1: that's it, that's all it is. That's awesome, and you know I'm sure you probably have a, a whole th- a whole bunch of things in your arsenal that gets people to say yes. so you know do you have any examples of like maybe some campaigns you're working on or have worked on that uh, and you know certain strategies that you use to get people to say yes?
2: Uh, you're not going to like this answer, but the answer is no. Uh, you really can't get somebody to say yes. Let's not think about it that way. Let's, let's think about somebody who is somewhat inclined to, to say yes. Somebody who's, you know, starting to think about buying something. You, you, you know how it is when, yeah, I think it's about time to get a new car or, yeah, it's, about time to, to get a new shirt or any purchase you make goes through different stages. And before we actually buy something, we we build up to that point where where we take action. And if you know if you're not in the market for a car, there's absolutely nothing I can say, nothing I can do. No offer that I can make to you that's going to get you to buy a car. It's just not going to happen. But if you are starting to think about making that purchase, maybe you don't even know you're in that, that place yet. Maybe these these thoughts are, are still in your, your subconscious. That's... That's when the copywriter goes to work and and starts to to make a connection and starts to lay the groundwork and and establish a relationship so that when the time comes where the person is ready to take action he's he's yours you can't make him do anything all of us are are individuals and you know just because. I, I read something, doesn't mean or view something or hear something, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take action on it unless I believe that it's the right thing to do. So one of the things that, that your copy needs to do is encourage the person and let them know that uh, making this investment in such and such a product or, or service is, uh, is is a good thing to do, and it's right. And here's why, and then, then support that with with all the, the, the possible proof you can. So, in in terms of you know tools or tactics or techniques or, or any of these things, I, I think that you know a couple of the really really important ones. Go back to what the prospect is thinking and where they are at any particular moment in uh, uh, in, in, in this whole purchase consideration thing. You know, last week, you know, everybody in America finds out about uh, you know iPhone six, and a lot of folks are uh, you know are, are putting in their orders already and and reserving their phones. They're they're ready to go. They need very little in in, in terms of, of the, the marketing. Guys at guys at Samsung selling tablets may have uh, or and phones may have uh, a, a slightly different and you know more awkward consumer on on their hands. So you know the what. what what I would do is just think about your, your prospect and, and where he or, or she is, how he or she makes decisions, what information is needed to, to actually make those decisions, and then make sure that you give the prospect that, that information. And, you know, talking about it with, with you, uh, you know, the. It might sound complicated, but but it's not. What do you need to say in the subject line of, of the email to, to encourage the person to, to open the email? And then what do you put in the first line of the email to, to let them know that they made a good decision to open up that email? How do you get them to read the, the next line and, and the line out? that, how how do you create value for for your message? Well, all of of these things happen when you stop thinking like a marketer and when you start thinking like a prospect.
1: Right on. Excellent, excellent. And uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back. We're going to talk about, you know, what are the biggest mistakes that most businesses make when it comes to their copy? And how do you actually make a lasting impression, a lasting connection with a prospect? So we're going to take a short break. We'll see you in a moment.
0: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show. The Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
1: Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about.
0: Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1 866 472 5787. And ask our All Star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: All right, we're back. Corey Michael Sanchez here, mojovideomarketing.com. Check out our website. We have all kinds of great goodies and free stuff for you to snag up. All great things for your business. So we're here on the line with Paul Talbot, who's really been telling us about copy. We've been talking about him. He's a professional copywriter, and he's really talked about how to how to really get great copy and how to explain it um, and break it down. And so, you know, some of the pointers that he's been giving is, you know, you want to make it super easy. You want to make it very um, comprehensible, uh, as far as what you're throwing out there, right? You wanna make it easy, you wanna make it simple, and make it so they can quickly absorb the information that you're giving to them, right? And so we've gone over a lot of different things here, and what we're about to, about to go into is, is basically the best practices that you can start employing right now in your copywriting, because it's it's incredibly important, right? If you want more sales, have better copy. And this is a great place to start. So we're going to go into some best practices here. We're going to start off with the things that um, what are what are the things that that most people or most businesses do wrong? Would you say when it comes to their copy, Paul?
2: A lot of people start to sell too too quickly. Uh, selling too fast is. Uh, you're you're just going to turn people off. You're going to be perceived as as pushy or you're going to be perceived as uh, high pressure and you are just going to be blown off and somebody's off to to the next page or off to to the next email. So uh, you can can put an offer in front of somebody and you can ask somebody to take action, but you need to make sure that you've laid the groundwork for that. Uh, Another big mistake Um, A lot of guys make is, is they either ignore making an offer. They just throw some information out there or they make a couple of different offers at once. Now, you know, uh, some of our listeners might be thinking, well, how, how can my business make a, make an offer? I'm, I'm not selling a thing. I'm not selling, uh, you know, I, I can't mark down uh, the cost of a six-pack of beer by, by 99 cents. I'm, uh, you know, I can't offer special financing on a car. I, uh, you know, well, if you take the time to, to stop and think about your business, whether you're a plumber, a chiropractor, or anybody in the service business, anybody doing anything, with the possible exception of, uh, of a neurosurgeon, can make an offer. So give your prospect an offer to, to respond to. Just don't throw a bunch of information about what you do up on, uh, up on a website and hope that somebody responds. Ask them to take action on, on something specific and, and make it irresistible and only make one offer at a time. Otherwise, you confuse people, and they'll start to think about, eh, should, I, should I go for this one or should I go for that one? And at, at the end of the day, you need to strip away that, that choice and that confusion and just give them one, one option. Uh, another big mistake is uh, a bunch of features without benefits. Every word that you write, after you've written it and put it down on, on paper, walk away from it, come back to it later, ideally a day or two later, and read it from the perspective of your prospect. And every sentence that you read, you wanna ask yourself, what's in it for me? What's the payoff? What's the benefit? Why should I do this? If your copy can answer those questions, you've got a good copy. If it doesn't answer those questions, and if you just have a bunch of features, you've got weak copy and and you're you're not going to to sell the The other big mistake that that people make and this this goes back to to knowing the prospect is disrespecting the the, the prospect you've got to have respect for for your prospect you can't think about well i'm gonna i'm gonna uh slide this by or he'll never figure out what the weakness in my pro- product is. Or, uh no. You you need to you need to respect your 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 prospect. As as David Ogilvie said in in his marvelous book, Ogilvy on advertising, the, the consumer isn't a moron. The consumer is your wife.
1: No <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a very, those are some really amazing tips there. So, you know, so we've got, um, make sure that you don't sell too quickly. All right. Don't ignore making an offer. Make sure you make an offer, you know, obviously make it irresistible. Make one offer at a time. And, uh, you know, make sure you list out the features with, you know, um, with the benefits. The benefits are huge. And don't disrespect the prospect. Don't think they're um, of of unfit mind, right? It's and that's really that's that is incredible. Those are some great uh, tips there. And I want to ask you, I mean, have things changed since you know the dawn of the internet? I mean, do pe- you know people have more uh, or less attention span? Right? You've got different mediums, not as much print, more internet. Uh, has copy you know shifted since then? And and if so, in which ways?
2: Yeah. So copy's definitely shifted, but before we look at the ways that copy has shifted, let's look at something that has not shifted. Human nature. We still fall in love. We still get cold. We, we still have personal pride. Uh, we, we are still motivated more by fear of loss than by anticipation of gain. Uh, we're still Still, we, we can demonstrate vanity, we can demonstrate courage, we can demonstrate honor, we can demonstrate all sorts of behaviors and characteristics. So, the people that you are selling to have not changed significantly since the dawn of man. The way that we communicate these messages that tap into these human emotions have have clearly changed and in dramatic fashion. And email is a great example of this, given the, the fact that you know every year that goes by, more and more of us are, are reading our emails on on our mobile devices. So clearly the way in which we consume messages has changed. And this means that the way that, that we write should Should be changing as well, but what we're writing about and the emotions that we are making an attempt to to connect with really haven't changed much
1: right on okay good that's you know that's that's a really okay good and, and do you well let me ask you this though I mean are people more skeptical these days than they used to be? I mean, we all have the same emotions, right? we all fall in love like you said. You know um fear of loss, vanity, courage, all of that stuff, but is it i mean is it harder to write for this kind of audience? I mean, even though we 're na- you know um, human nature wise still kind of the same fabric of of being here but is is it more people more skeptical these days or is or is it not that way
2: well here 's the good news: we are more skeptical. And we do have different sources to research before we actually buy something, uh, i.e. Yelp. But the the good news is that unless you're a sleazeball, and unless you're you're fundamentally dishonest, uh, you're you're uh, you're in a golden era because you you can celebrate all of the, the, the great things that you do in, in a very objective way. And, you know, as, as reviews become more and more important uh, and as, as we turn to, you know, more and more sites, uh, you know, trip advisors of, of, of the world, if, if we do a great job with, with our businesses, uh, we, we, we've got nothing to worry about. So this doesn't make it harder for, for the copywriter uh, I, I think, in, in a way, it makes it easier for, for the copywriter.
1: Mm, got it. Okay. That definitely makes sense. And, and uh, you know, it'd be easier for the copywriter who knows what they're doing and uh, working with the company that has the right product, right? And so, um, so when you're getting started with this, I mean, how do you really break, break down a piece of copy or a pitch Really, I mean, you know, if, so, so kind of kind of walk us through your process when you're going to sit down to write something and, and how you approach it.
2: Uh, this will not surprise you, but the very first thing I do is, is try and learn as much as I can uh, about your customer and, and about your, your prospect and how your customer makes decisions, what kind of information they need to, to make these decisions, uh, Really interested in, uh, you know, the the wants, the needs, the desires, the, the the fears. How how do we connect with with a prospect? So I'll will start off by, yeah, you know, just thinking about this. I I won't even you know I'll, you know, I, I won't be writing any any copy right away. Just trying to you know. I'll If if, if you were my client, and I'd be asking you these these questions, and and hopefully you'd you'd be able to to tell me, I think it's you know something else that's really important is you know I I want to know about the awareness of of your prospect Uh, today. uh, Everybody knows what what an iPhone is, uh, what what a smartphone is. Uh, 2005 or 2006, when, when smartphones and, and, and iPhones were, were not around, nobody knew what they were. So the the copywriter's job then was was different, and what the prospect needed to know was different. And all this gets back to the awareness level of of, of the prospect. So. This, in essence, makes it really easy for for you if you're writing copy, because this will steer you in the direction of knowing, hey, what what does this guy need to know in order for me to to do business with him? And you simply work it backwards from there, prioritize as best you can what what the person needs needs to know. And start to, start to structure this, this information so that it, 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 it makes sense. Uh, headlines are vitally important. I usually don't worry about the, the headline uh, first. I usually just start writing the copy and, again, I pretend I'm, I'm sitting across from this person at Starbucks or having a beer with them and just write like I, I would be be talking to them and answering their, their questions. And somewhere in there, um, you'll usually come across your headline and, and your subheads. And you, you, yeah, another thing I do is I, I really don't worry about what I'm writing first because I know that I can always go back and rewrite this. I've always got a safety net. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't try and be perfect. Just get some stuff down on paper, and if if you don't like it, get get rid of it. That's why you know. That's why we we've got delete buttons.
1: Fabulous. Right on. Okay. Good. So, you know, it's a... Uh... Very simple, easy process of really just honing it in, really thinking in terms of your prospect, and and uh, you know, make it a comfortable conversation and all that stuff. So that that's fabulous, and and uh, we're going to take a another short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about you know more more ways to make that connection with that prospect. Also, a little bit more about some examples of copywriting and lead generation strategies. And so we're going to be back in just a moment with Mr. Paul Talbot as we discuss the essentials of using excellent copywriting to improve your revenue.
0: Talk talk, 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 talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. one 472 5787 That's it. That's
2: it. Okay.
0: VoiceAmerica.com. Listen for MD Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. That's Muscular Development Radio. Every Monday, your host, Sean Ray, will take you inside the world of bodybuilding and health and fitness. The show will feature Hall of Fame bodybuilders, trainers, judges, and the future champions of tomorrow. Plus, you'll be invited to participate in our call-in Ask the Pros feature. And our nutritional spotlight will feature products that can help you achieve your fitness goals. MD Radio is broadcast live Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are listening to the mojo marketing edge to reach the show today please call one 866 472 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Hello, everybody. We're back. Corey Michael Sanchez here at mojovideomarketing.com. You can also call our hotline at 480 339 4300 and hear about some of the amazing things that we provide for clients and customers. Now, we're on the line with Mr. Paul Talbot, who's talking about copywriting. He's talking about how to, how to put it together, right? and you know the the big mistakes that businesses usually make, and so we're going to talk a, a little bit about some some formulas for copywriting. So I'm going to turn it over to Paul and um you know what what is there is there a good formula to kind of use when you're when you're trying to have some of the most effective copy possible?
2: Absolutely, but there's a hitch, and the hitch is that you always want to think about the formula. More in the sense of a framework for what you're doing, not the, not the actual words. There, there are no magical words. Well, I, I there, there are a couple of magical words. Uh, you is a great word. If, if you use the word you in your copywriting, you're doing a good job. If you use the, the word free, that that's obviously a, a, a word that gets uh, attention, but that that word uh, comes with a little bit of baggage because what what's the first thing that a lot of us think when we see that something's free? What's the catch? What <laughs> what's the catch? Or you know, this can't be very good because it's for free. So you know the the copywriter has to do some work at that point to essentially sell the prospect on the value of taking action on, on something that it's free. But, uh, you know, don't, don't get bogged down in formulas. Think about the framework. Think about what, if you have a website, what's the very first thing that somebody's going to read about on, on your website? Is it a benefit? Is it interesting? Does it make you different than, than everybody else out, out there? So, uh think about the structure of, of what you're doing and uh, the order that you're putting information out in and make make sure that you have your your essential ingredients you know, pretty much prioritized and you know, don't don't get hung up on uh on on the formula. You know, think about the structure. You know, bridges. Every bridge is a little bit different, but uh, the engineers who design those bridges all use the, the same engineering principles. But uh, you know, no, no two
1: of them are, are the same. Mm-hmm. Got it. Excellent. Okay. And uh, no, that's fabulous. So you know, look at the framework and not the formula and all of that stuff. And and uh, let me ask you this: What are what are three things um, somebody who wants to be a, a Better writer? I mean, what should they do? How how should they get started on that path?
2: You know, a lot of this is is mindset. I think that uh, a a lot of us listening right now might say, I'm I'm not a very good writer. or I I hate to write or it never comes out right the first time. So I I think a lot of it is is attitude and a lot of it is practice. But there are, there are a couple of very practical things that, that you can do that will help you write better copy. Uh, and one of them is to start collect, start to collect ads that, that you like. When, when you see a website that is uh, appealing to you for whatever reason, um, do a screen grab on it and, and, and save it and start to build up a, a, a collection of, of these things. And don't, don't limit this, this collection to, to your business. If, if you are a, a personal coach, there is absolutely no reason why a, a copy approach, a technique, a tactic that, that you see on a site for a hotel or uh, a ceramic artist wouldn't be applicable to, to what you're doing. So, so collect stuff. Uh, look look inward at your business and try and find out what's different about your business. There's gotta be something that makes you different. There's gotta be something that you do that nobody else does quite the same way. And if you cannot find the difference in in your business, uh, well, before you do anything else, you you need to get to work on that because there is no such thing as as a commodity. Uh, even crude oil is is differentiated. Yeah, you, know, you can buy West Texas crude, you buy North Sea crude, and everything can can be made different. So find that difference in your business, work on that, and and tell that that story, and that will make your copy much much stronger because. At the end of the day, if you, yeah, you know, if if I tell you uh, I'm better than Corey, and if Corey says I'm better than Paul, first of all, none of you listening want to hear us talk about that. But that, that, that you know, so what? Um, none of you are going all, all these boasts from marketers that say we're the best. We we turn that off. We don't hear it, but we are fascinated by. Something comes along and says, "We're we're a little bit different." You want to find out why, and and that gets you engaged with the, the marketing messages of that product.
1: Got it. Okay, sounds good. And so, kind of give me an example. So, let's just say I'm. Um, let me come up with a, like a, a product or service. Um, you know, let's just say it's uh, you know it's printing something like that. You know flyers, printing, ink, stuff like that, you know, you got a finished product at the end, which is a flyer that you just want printed. And, uh, you know, all things aside, same price, you know, same workmanship, you know, say, I mean, the same machines and stuff like that. Um, let's just say it's not obvious what the difference is. I mean, um, I mean, give me a kind of an example that that a printer could use or something like that. I'm just kind of throwing something out there.
2: Does the printer listen to the client more carefully so that he understands what the client wants and gets the job done right the first time, saving revisions? Does the printer turn around the delivery more quickly than, than his competitor? Can the printer create an offer where when you order those flyers, you, you get 500 free business cards there's got to be be something that the, the printer can do. Can, can he provide a, a, a superior quality paper stock than than his competitor does? Can he use a, a green, not the color green, but the environmentally friendly green ink that that would uh, a, a appeal to to those of us who are, are, are conservation oriented? There's a difference in in every business. All you have to do is find it.
1: Ah okay, very nice. excellent uh, examples right there so that's that's perfect and uh, you know I want to ask you um, kind of going on to the next thing I mean give us give us kind of um, an insider copywriting secret that uh, that you figure probably knows most people writing copy never even consider
2: uh, I'll give you a couple of them. Uh, one of them deals with, with emails. When, when you write an email, Corey, do you always use a PS or do you use a PS some of the time? What, what's your, what's your rule of thumb on your PSs? Uh,
1: you know what? I, I use it some of the time. I use it pro, you know, probably half the time I use a PS. Mm -hmm.
2: And sometimes it feels right. And sometimes it doesn't. Is that kind of the deal? Correct. Yeah. Um, the P.S. is read more than your actual email. So you should always, always use a, a, a P.S. And it doesn't have to be long, or it can be very long. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with actually writing a P.S. in an email that's longer than the actual email is. People are going to think it's weird, and they're going to pay attention to it as as a result. So what do you do in the PS? Well, one of the things that you can do is either introduce or restate your guarantee. You can add value to your offer. You you can uh, use a, a PS to... Add a bonus report or a reward for for quick action or, or whatever it is you want to do. Right, and just but, so but,
1: and just real quick, just to jump in um, is and the P.S. Just so everybody's clear is is the after you sign your name, right? It's uh, it's right. a little P. dot S. dot or something like that. Where and what does that exactly. really mean anyway? It's kind of like oh, by post-script. the way, postscript. Postscript. There yeah. we go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's just uh hey, here's something else I I, I want to share with you. So, you know, the here here's a devious tactic that uh, would would be an insider secret that not many people do is use the PS to drive people back into your your email. Uh, let's say that in in the email you, you talk about a uh a new feature that you have let's go back to your example of, of the printer that that uses uh you know special green ink um If you start off the postscript by saying, you know, we get this ink from a supplier in, in Benson, Arizona, who's been in business for blood, yeah, the guy who's reading that postscript is going to say, what? What ink? I didn't, I better go back and read that email again. So the postscript can actually drive people back into the content of, of your email that was missed the the, the first time. Another thing that, that you might want to do with, with your writing, is think about how your prospect is going to feel when when he or she uses your your product or service, and it doesn't matter if you're selling lawnmowers or or printed flyers. Every one of us sees ourselves as you know playing a certain role in life, and yeah, how will this? How will this product help me play this role more effectively? If if I have, uh, uh, how will this lawnmower help me see myself as as being? a better, more responsible homeowner? How will the, the quality of the paper for these flyers that I'm handing out for my business make me take a greater degree of pride in, in, in my business? Everything that we we buy, and, and cars perhaps are the, the best example because they're how do we, in, in essence, you know, define ourselves to, to the outside world. Everything we, we buy... Uh, defines this. So think about how your prospect wants to be defined and make a connection between your product and your service and how the prospect sees himself and, and life. The, the luxury goods marketers do a brilliant job at this. And so do the beer guys. Uh, you know, it, it's how the, you know, if, if, if you drink, uh, a Pacifico, um, you you present yourself to the world as a much different person than as if you were to drink uh, a Bud Light. Tap into those
1: things. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, good. <laughs> that that's excellent. That's a that's a great pointer there. And and you know, and we just got uh, a couple minutes here till we wrap up. But what are some like kind of things that people can really start with as far as lead generation? and copy. right? I'm not talking about emails like once you have the list and all of that stuff. I'm talking about how do you, you know, what do you throw out there that actually draws people in that you can generate leads with? Offers. Give people something.
2: Uh, give people free reports. Give people free videos. Uh, create value for yourself by giving people information that, that they're going to, to find relevant. And in In the process of this, you're showing your client some some respect you are are being generous you're establishing some some credibility so um give give, give thanks things to to people
1: awesome, very cool right on okay good so kind of what are some of the things you know just kind of give me a more of a myriad so so for lead gen you know offers free reports, free videos, stuff like that. Um, but what are the other things that people really desperately need copy with typically, and that's why they typically work with you?
2: Uh, I, I think that all of us as as consumers are, are hesitant and reluctant to to take action, even to the point where we don't even want to give somebody our our email address anymore. Somebody would, you know. When your copy is good, you take away all of the, the objections. All of the reasons why somebody should not take action go away because the copy, in essence, helps the prospect believe that they are doing the right thing, that they're making the right move. Yeah, this, this Pacifico, if I buy this six-pack of Pacifico, this is going to help me project the image that I want. To, to to the world. If I make this appointment for a free consult, this is going to help me be the kind of person that I want because it's going to, to help me achieve X. That's that's what it's that's what it's all about.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Excellent. Well thank you, Mr. Paul Talbot. Some great stuff here today. And you know for this for the listeners on here, if they want to work with Paul Talbot, how do they get a hold of you?
2: They can go to my website, which is Southport Harbor, S-O-U-T-H-P-O-R-T-H-A-R-B-O-R, SouthportHarbor.com. And I have uh, what, what uh, is a fairly in-depth report there that, that people can, can grab to learn more about how to work on their own copy and can also get in touch with me.
1: Right on. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for being on the Mojo Marketing Edge on this program and going with us, going through some, some exceptional details about how do you fine tune your copy and, and use it to grow your business, get more leads, get more conversions, get more clients. So, thanks again. Thank you, everybody that's uh, listening on the program here, and we'll see you in the next Mojo Marketing Edge show. If you want to hear more about Mojo, go to mojovideomarketing.com and check us out. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next show.
0: Thank you for listening today. Please tune in to The Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.